The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Tea is a fascinating and intricate topic, far more complex than anyone can master. Our expertise resides in storytelling by professionals who know the tea lands from birth and speak the native tongue. We believe that transparency is grounded at origin, which is why the Tea Biz Portal enlists 40 voices skilled in 12 languages to tell the story of tea. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Violent protests halt Ekaterra tea operations in Kenya. Kenyan tea workers set fire to harvesting equipment near Karako. China is experiencing a massive COVID wave. India's Wogbalkari Tea will expand to 200 tea lounges by 2026. Plus, the world's 14 public tea auctions account for 77% of global trade. Each year, about 1.5 million metric tons of tea cross the trading desk of sell-side brokers. Asia Siaka's managing director and CEO Anil Cook spoke to T-Biz on a recent visit to his offices in Colombo, Sri Lanka. Cook heads one of the eight accredited brokerages responsible for assessing the quality and transacting the sale of millions of kilos of Ceylon teas, generating more than a billion dollars annually. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Police used tear gas and arrested more than 100 tea workers during violent protests that forced Ekaterra to halt tea production in the South Rift growing region. Five machines were destroyed, support buildings were looted, and tea valued at 120 million Kenyan shillings was destroyed. The Kenya Tea Growers Association, KTGA, called on members in Bomet, Namira, and Nandi counties to scale back activities until security is guaranteed. Double-digit unemployment amid declining tea exports are blamed for a long-simmering animosity between management and casual workers at the Dutch multinational. Ekaterra is the world's largest tea company with a portfolio of brands that includes Lipton Tea and Infusions, PG Tips, Pucca Herbs, Brookbond, and 30 regional brands. KTGA chairman Silas Nimbukele told the Daily Nation, quote, What started in October 2022 with daylight raids and theft of tea leaves and machinery has now escalated to organized attacks on business premises and deliberate destruction of critical assets, end quote. According to the Growers Association, workers have destroyed 15 tea harvesters in the past seven months. Raiders have also stolen tea from both James Finley's and Ekaterra facilities. According to the association, damage to equipment and fixed assets in the past few years has amounted to more than 50 million Kenyan shillings, about 360,000 U.S. dollars. 
He called on Kenya's President Roto to restore order and protect foreign investment to, quote, avoid a situation where Kenya loses its international tea market niche, end quote. Business Insight Unrest throughout the region is rising. In December 2007, following disputed elections, large-scale protests and arsons in the tea lands led to the deaths of 1,400, with more than 350,000 people displaced nationwide. China anticipates a massive COVID wave. As many as 65 million new coronavirus cases a week threaten large expanses of China as medical staff rush to vaccinate millions. Vaccines developed to reduce the impact of the highly contagious XBB variant have received initial approval and are en route, according to Zhang Nanshen, a top Chinese epidemiologist. After easing its zero COVID isolation policies in December, China experienced a massive outbreak affecting up to 85% of the population. Doctors say the XBB subvariant is less virulent than previous Omicron, but it could still have a substantial health impact on the community. According to the Beijing Center for Disease Control, COVID cases outnumbered flu infections beginning in April and continue to rise to an estimated 65 million per week peak in June. Business Insight China's tea harvest has passed its peak, but processing teas will take all summer. Many longs will not be released until fall. The shipping schedules and transport will be slowed by higher-than-normal absences, but workers who test positive are no longer prohibited from reporting for fields or factories to work. Parag Desai, executive director and fourth-generation head of Wog Balkri Group, has announced an ambitious expansion plan. Quote, we plan to grow across the newer cities of India in the next three years to a count of 200 outlets by 2026, he said. The company's 40 lounges are currently located in larger population centers of Mumbai, Pune, Delhi, and Goa, with many small format outlets across India airports and metro stations. Desai said the lounges are an effort to revitalize tea drinking culture and connect consumers with the company's products. He said that the company's tea lounges offer a perfect ambiance for business conversations and relaxed time with friends and family. A release describes a menu of snacks and teas beyond traditional chai that include green teas, floral and berry-infused teas, herbal and spice blends. The name and logo of the company depict an image where a wog, a tiger, and balkri, a goat, share a cup of tea, signifying equality and harmony towards coexistence. Apart from a sustainable business model, the company stays true to its Gandhian values and numerous CSR activities, promoting equality, women empowerment, education, and health, according to the release. Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports on tea auction prices for sale 20. India tea price report for sale 20, the week ending 20th May 2023. Across India, celebrations for the International Tea Day took place in Assam. The Tea Board of India launched a new logo for Assam Tea to commemorate the milestone of 200 years. In Guwahati, the GTAC Lounge 
had a kiosk offering free tea to visitors for the occasion. And in the Nilgiris, there was an exhibition of teas from the region with, with over 30 stalls showcasing various teas. In weather, the heat wave seems to have ended as across India, various parts of the country are seeing rainfall. In fact, North India has been issued orange alerts for rainfall. Heavy rainfall is expected in isolated places in Assam and the neighboring states of Meghalaya, Mizoram, and Tripura late this week. Light to moderate rain with thunderstorms and lightning are likely over the Duars and Sikkim, and heavy rainfall is also predicted in Himachal Pradesh and Kerala. Even across South India, too, rainfall is expected. In auctions, sale 20 saw good demand for all tea grades for, at Calcutta. Exporters were active for Darjeeling, and the CIS countries were active for Orthodox teas. Western India bought 28% of the tea on offer. Prices were, low, were lower than last week, with a big drop for Darjeeling from 811 rupees 52 paise of the previous week to 596 rupees 90 paise this week. CTC grades also saw higher outlaws. In Guwahati, there was fair demand with major blenders being selected, and prices were lower than last week. In the south, Cochin saw fair demand with A.V. Thomas and Supply Co. being top buyers. And in Kunur, Orthodox Leaf did better than CTC with a sale volume of 87% and average price of 134 rupees 62 paise a kilo. Orthodox Dust also did well at sale volume of 91% and an average price of just over 100 rupees a kilo. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello, I'm Bogdan a passionate tea drinker and the inventor of the ultimate tea machine, the Brewmaker One. Preparation is key to making fine tea. Sequential steepings deliver the best taste possible and unlock the true value of whole leaf teas and botanicals. Brew automates that process without using any pots or capsules. This simple-to-operate, smartphone-controlled device stores steeping profiles to consistently make great tea at the push of a button. Brew also reduces time, waste and energy. That's because I engineered the brew to remember control settings for temperature, brewing time and quantity. Using my patented process lets you stack steep simply and conveniently. The world's 14 public tea auctions account for 77% of global trade. Each year, about 1.5 million metric tons of tea cross the trading desks of sell-side brokers. Joining us today is Asia Siaka Managing Director and CEO Anil Cook, who spoke to T-Biz on a recent visit to his offices in Colombo, Sri Lanka. Cook heads one of eight accredited brokerages responsible for assessing the quality and transacting the sale of millions of kilos of Ceylon teas, generating more than a billion dollars annually. In 1883, the Colombo Tea Auction sold its first five lots. Brokers now sell more than 5,000 metric tons weekly, about 300,000 metric tons a year. The total represents 90% of Sri Lanka's tea production. Auctions were conducted in person for 150 years until COVID-19 forced the Colombo Tea Traders Association to select, install, and test a digital auction platform in May 2020. The first e-auction went live in only seven days with the help of Circa Solutions 
a local Microsoft affiliate. Several upgrades have followed. <laughs> Looking over his shoulder, Anil Cook explains the digital bidding process that is now routine. You log in and the user can decide uh, what catalog they wanted to follow. Right. And um, so the auction is running now, the low country leafy, tippy, and semi-leafy uh, catalogs simultaneously, and the high-end mid-grown leafy teas. So let's have a look at the semi-leafy catalog. And you can see that the broker who is selling is uh, BC, which is uh, Bartlett and Company, and it, there's a list of uh, the brokers who would follow. It says how many buyers are logged into this at the moment. Uh, okay. There's 82. Uh, each broker has a sequence of lots of, uh, that are on offer. The, the selling mark of the factory, invoice number of that lot of tea, this is a grade. We've also, uh, this, these grades have been put together in a way so that the buyers who are operating uh, would see the similar teas at the same time and it's much uh, faster. Yeah. So there's 10 bags, 20 bags in these lots, each the weight of each bag, um, total weight, um, the asking price of the broker, bid of the um, that is the expected that was what it was received the highest bid and the buyer's name it has been sold and um, the subsequent lot there was a big gap between the expected price and um, the asking price and uh, it remained unsold that was quick in the outcry auctions before automation auctioneers averaged 3.5 to 5 lots per minute calling out lots and prices seemingly without taking a breath. Each lot was sold within a disciplined 12 to 17 seconds. In contrast, e-auction transactions are silent, simultaneous, and flawless. Anil, what if someone makes a mistake? I think uh, Colombo is one of the few places that provides for a buyer to declare that there was an error in the bidding and be, uh, resume uh, the sequence uh, of sale. So the broker can click sell or he can go to auto sell. For example, uh, here his asking price is 1250 and the bid sequence is, uh, st seems going slow at 840. Somebody has said enough of this nonsense and jumped to 1700. At this point, if he thinks that uh, uh, it's really worth selling, he can click auto sale and s sit back so that the system um, sells it when the bidding stops. It's, it's pretty transparent uh, in Sri Lanka, unlike in other countries, the name of the buyer who is bidding is also known. Uh, a buyer needs to buy for himself. He needs to know what his competitor is buying. When a given lot, let's say a thousand kilos, comes up for sale and two bidders offer the identical amount, does the platform automatically split the lot, awarding half to each buyer? No, it, it, uh, in a nanosecond, it decides uh, which bid was the first. We have a, we have a uh, sort of an AI-driven model which picks, uh, gives everyone a fair chance. Uh, it's, it's very, very rare that some of the two bids can be perfect. Uh, when we, I'll show you the buyer side of the, the operating system where some buyers have the choice of pre-feeding their bids into the lot. So, yeah. that they can, uh, so that they can um, let the system bid for them. But now, what do you find is the strongest advantage to e-auctions and the digitizing of transactions? It, it all started with COVID when we had nowhere to go. 
right. uh, uh, to to conduct the auction. Right. And uh, the whole country came together, and uh, the brokers association initially put up a uh, a model for the auction, and uh, within um, seven days, we went from zero to a working model of the auction, and we started training people, people who was who had never sold on a platform, people who had never bought on a platform, uh, who had to get uh, used to the look and feel of it and uh, still uh, accommodate the, the complexity of the orthodox grade mix. In the crisis that followed closing the in-person auction, buyers and sellers could see the advantages of digitizing the process. Those advantages had been hanging fire for six months to a year, even two, and no one had pulled the trigger. We, we, in fact, chose actively to let India lead, as it may, right. as you said. And we realized that there's a lot that had to be done. And the whole aspect of uh, reading uh, uh, another human being and trying to uh, anticipate his, uh, his uh, actions uh, was a tr- trusted and tested uh, system for both the buyer and the seller and everyone else in the room. Right. So we, we did discuss it at length at various times, but we couldn't find a compelling reason to lock down the manual system and start this uh, digital platform. And there was enough people whose brains were wired uh, through continual uh, uh, um, review of what's going on in, in India uh, to, to be able to try and capture what we want to do in Sri Lanka. And uh, for us, we thought was... Um, Okay, you put the lot up, someone makes a bid, other person uh, bids against that, and the system recognizes it, it's transparent, and then the broker decides when the bidding stops. Then we started adding elements of timing to pick up the pace, more more, more visibility, a sharing of more information. Then we uh, brought in uh, uh, simple software uh, adjustments to treat the person who is buying as a human being and say that he is also learning and making mistakes. And there is now a very sophisticated um, uh, bid tracking and error tracking system that is going to be launched, uh, which will recognize the fact that a person made an error, but there will be provisions for them to, uh, for the system to say, sorry, chum, you've already done it twice and there are various checks and balances. Does the e-auction enable online payments? No, we've kept that independent of, uh, there is no uh, settlement platform like uh, in a stock market where somebody swipes their card and pays for this. So we have the payment schedule. We've kept the settlement uh, uh, mechanism the way it was. That is the buyers pay the brokers by bank transfer. So we'll go there and at some point it, it seems logical, but it's not a huge value addition. Buyers and their business ventures can reside in any country. But bids must be offered by a registered broker, correct? We consciously built in the fencing to prevent uh, any offshore person because for a start, everyone who bids on this has to be pre-registered, identity clarified um, and so on and so forth because the, the trust of the system. Given the depth of demand we have at the Colombo auction, I mean, all the countries around the world are operating. There was no real value addition from the Colombo auction system point of view. 
in having someone operating from Kazakhstan or, or Pakistan or, or, or Japan, as you said. Um, most uh, buyers over the years have discovered the efficiency and the, the, the value addition they get for a nominal fee from their agent in Colombo. University researchers found that e-auctions involving commodities have not significantly improved prices for suppliers. There are many cost and time-saving advantages, but growers are not capturing greater value at the farm gate. Response to the very value point uh, that you raised. It's, it's something that has been creeping uh, up on all of us um, over time and summed up by the fact that Unilever exited T saying there's no money in it. So what have we done to the world of tea in the last 30 years that has made it homogeneous, cheap, uh, and not even cheerful anymore. What happened to the space that was occupied by people uh, who had a differentiated product, uh, who looked to uh, cater to niche groups uh, and uh, meet their uh, special specific requirements? Is this a period of transition now for the industry to go back to uh, stop talking about how great tea is and actually make those great teas available to uh, people around the world. And uh, not just, uh, you know, um, uh, go for this fair average quality financial model that is not working. It's not working, certainly not working for the farmers for quite a while and the tea growers. And uh, it, it now doesn't seem to be, say, uh, working for the bigger brands, but it, and the bigger brands say it's only working for the supermarkets. So, so what's going on here, um, and what has changed in the world uh, of commerce? What are the alternate avenues uh, to dealing with supermarkets? People now are able to uh, uh, go out and get something different without. The, the, the physical inconvenience of trying to find it um, at least in a large supermarket, if not, or going for point of sale. So this is a cr crucial phase uh, in my mind where we will go back uh, or we have that opportunity for new um, entrepreneurs to come up with uh, uh, products of tea, uh, rediscover the diversity uh, of tea. And uh, that, I think, would be the, the, the primary uh, platform on which tea can be relaunched to the world. It has to uh, cater to the aspirations of people who would like uh, a, a, um, a cost-effective way of enjoying a, a cuppa, but there is enough space for, for um, a, a much wider group because after all, it's to get a specialty is really um, not a huge cost to uh, anyone. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week.
produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.